Anniston Bar Church is a ministry of Anniston First United Methodist Church, and I'm excited to announce that Anniston Bar Church has returned with a new series, Make a Mental Note. Our hope is that this series will provide you with the mental, spiritual, and emotional tools to navigate whatever obstacles come your way in this new year. Welcome to Anniston Bar Church. My name is Kyle Bryan, and I'm one of the associate pastors at Anniston First United Methodist Church. It has been a while since we've had Anniston Bar Church. In fact, I believe last February was our last Anniston Bar Church, and a, a lot of things have happened since then. We've been in the midst of a pandemic, a presidential election, had tragedy in my own life, and um, so I'm really excited to be with you once more, even if we're doing it virtually. 
This evening, I'm joined by a friend of mine, Brooklyn Harrington, who is starting her own counseling service here in Calhoun County. That counseling service is called Brooks Bend, and she is here with us this evening to talk a little bit about something that's been on our mind throughout 2020 and now into 2021, even if we didn't realize it. And that thing that's on our mind is mental health. Um, What many of us have discovered throughout the last year is that the pandemic, the presidential election, being in isolation has caused us to reevaluate, to reconsider mental health and it, uh, its place in our life and how we take care of it. And so the series that we're launching here at Anderson Bar Church is Make a Mental Note. So this um, evening I'm here with Brooklyn Harrington, who's going to talk to us a little bit about mental health. What is mental health? Well, mental health, as the World Health Organization defines it, is a state of well-being where an individual recognizes their own abilities. Um, They can cope with normal stresses of life, uh, work productively and fruitfully, and also contribute to their community. Uh, But basically, mental health involves our emotional, psychological, and social well-being. Um, With that, that affects our the way we act and feel and think. Um, Those also affect the way we handle stress and our ability to relate with others and make healthy choices. So overall, when when we're thinking about 2020, it was a pretty difficult year. I think most of us felt that in some way. Um, What are some identifiable ways that you would say that people's mental health, emotional well-being were affected in, in 2020? Well, um, in mid-2020, the Kaiser Family Foundation completed a survey, and more than half of Americans reported that their mental health was negatively impacted by COVID-19. So that's no wonder that suicide rates are up, um, substance abuse rates are up, relapses are up, um, depression and anxiety has become a major factor in many people's lives that while most of us experience that on an everyday basis, that has become more prevalent to everyone. Um, one of the biggest things is, is the, the social isolation or the, the social distancing factor. Um, people are at home a lot more. So there are increased screen time. And that with that increased screen time, whether it be your TV or your smartphone app, um, people are being exposed in greater numbers to coverage on disaster which is playing a critical role in our stress levels and our traumatic experiences. Um, One of the things to really note is all of of the aspects that are kind of contributing to the decline of our mental health. And right now on a national scale, that's going to be job loss, financial distress, um, remote learning, remote working, um, the fear of the virus itself, social distancing. So it's really kind of affecting us nationally on many things that we're not used to doing. You know, many of us are still able to work if we're lucky enough, um, but we may be doing it from home with children in the other room. Mm-hmm. Um, that's creating a lot of stresses as long as, mm-hmm. as far as, you know, things are still piling up. You know, it seems that the world has stopped, but it hasn't. Right. You know, the, the bills, um, our educational needs, our demands for everyday life, all of that's still piling up. And for some people, that's creating a major deficit. So I'm not a mental health professional. I'm a clergy person. That's why I've got you here. But from what you're saying, it sounds like 
suicide rates are increasing, anxiety, isolation, depression, um, all, and, and I, I would suspect, like, and you may have touched on this, but even those, those of us who struggle with mental illness, on a normal day, the effects of mental illness, right, are those intensified in some way? I mean, oh, absolutely. Um, and some of those are pretty obvious. You know, you would think that someone who um, has to deal with or battles, say, bipolar disorder or some type of chronic depression, you would think that, of course, those those are intensified. Uh, one thing that's sort of underrated that people really don't think about is our rate of relapse right now. Um, People dealing with substance abuse issues or recovering addictions, you know, they really rely on those support systems uh, for recovery. And right now, those support systems are have been halted. You know, a lot of um, AA meetings, NA meetings, any of those support groups are not meeting anymore right now. Um, it's really hard to to get that interaction and support mm-hmm. through some type of virtual meeting or no meeting at all mm-hmm. if they don't have the resources. And right. many of these people don't have the resources for any type of virtual meetings. So we're looking at that as well. And that's one thing society and the public, um, they already frown upon a lot on mm-hmm. substance abuse and the addiction disorders. Well, well some, some people don't even realize it's a mental illness. Exactly. Don't even qualify exactly. it that way. So I'm, I'm glad that you did. Exactly. And so what we're looking at now is those people that are in recovery and they are treating their mental illness, um, they have a huge lack of resources to treat that mental illness right now. So it's really, we're really in a crisis. Absolutely. I mean, really a mental health crisis. And that was what I suspected. And one of the reasons why I wanted to um, to launch this sort of mini-series and um, each Wednesday identify strategies that we can think about. Because um, my experience has been that we do well to anticipate how we're going to deal with a crisis before it arrives. So um, the, the series name is Make a Mental Note. When we make a mental note, we say in our mind, I want to do this, and I know I need to do this. And so through this series, we're just going to be looking at Jesus um, and, and strategies that, that he would have exemplified or um, invited people to consider to deal with stress, to deal with anxiety, um, to deal with depression, because... I think Jesus has a lot to offer us when we talk about mental health and mental illness. Um, in the gospel, according to Mark at the beginning, he, um, it's very clear in the first chapter, Jesus says the kingdom of, of God, the kingdom of heaven is near. And it's coming in through him. And what we see throughout his ministry is the ways that he embodies that kingdom that is going to come into the world through his resurrection. And so when we think about that, we see Jesus interacting with people who were um, what I think we, most of us today in the 21st century, would characterize as mentally ill, you know, the garrison demoniac. Um, You see Jesus being concerned with um, people who would have been um, qualified as possessed in the first century, who were probably dealing with schizophrenia or bipolar disorder or some of the, you know, 21st century uh, mental illnesses that we think of. And when Jesus comes and he's proclaiming this, the, the kingdom of God is at hand, he's bringing in this Jewish idea of shalom, which is not just peace, but also wholeness. And so Jesus genuinely, absolutely cares, not just about our eternal salvation is, is, is certainly important, but Jesus 
really does care about our own mental, emotional, physical well-being. And so I think it makes sense to me that we would use this time in this series to, to identify some really practical ways that we can anticipate overcoming these obstacles that are going to inevitably come our way. Um, so I want to invite you on that journey, and I, I'm thankful for Brooklyn taking some time out of her day to, to join us and be with us and help us understand just a little bit more about mental health and what that means and what all is going on in our world today.